Did you put together with the children's moment, or, or if you did read the newsletter this past week, um, you know that throughout the month of June, we will be using the themes from our upcoming Vacation Bible School to shape worship each Sunday. Um, that way we can learn and grow alongside our kids, listening for what we hear about who we are to be because of who Jesus is. Is and you can even follow the banners that they're meeting, well, that they're making. We're adding one each week, so you can follow along each week. Um, the first story comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. It's a story of Jesus at worship in synagogue on the Sabbath when he chooses to heal a woman in attendance. Luke is the only gospel who tells this story of Jesus healing this woman in the synagogue on the Sabbath, and this is the second story in Luke of a Sabbath healing by Jesus. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your words be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your words be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. Luke 13, 10 through 17. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he lay... When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I kind of want to walk, um, walk through this story again, help us try and picture the scenes that are taking place. As you heard, the story begins with, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. So we're in a synagogue, gathered on the Sabbath, in a worship setting a little like this. Worshippers are listening to Jesus' teaching and just then, it says, just then, a woman unable to stand up straight, so bent over that her vision can take in only what she sees on the floor at her feet. Just then, a woman walks in. It doesn't say that she causes a commotion or makes her presence known. She doesn't walk in and ask to be healed. Maybe we are to picture it just like this space, someone walking from the back in the way that we all walk into worship. So we're in worship, 
Jesus is teaching, and a woman enters. We don't know her name. We don't know if anyone else even notices her, but we do know this. Jesus sees her. Jesus calls to her and extends an invitation to her to come forward, and Jesus heals her. Next thing we know, she is standing upright, arms in the air, mouth open, praising God. Next scene. The synagogue leader moves over to Jesus, is there with Jesus, questioning Jesus. Jesus responds, and the final scene we are given is this. The entire crowd was rejoicing at the wonderful things that Jesus was doing in scene, in worship. So a couple takeaways from this story. The woman does not ask to be healed. She's simply doing what a person of faith does on the Sabbath day, despite her limited capacity. She's healed because Jesus sees her and invites her forward. This is all we know. A couple takeaways from the Gospel of Luke, the only gospel to contain this story. The Gospel of Luke kind of takes us on a journey with Jesus as he grows. The Gospel of Luke is the gospel that has the story of the angels visiting the shepherds to announce Jesus' birth, bringing good news of great joy to all people. Luke has the story of the baby Jesus being presented in the temple of the boy Jesus in the temple, sitting among teachers, listening and asking questions, growing in wisdom and human and divine favor. Luke has Jesus' inaugural sermon where he reads from the prophet Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Luke has the songs of Mary, Zechariah, Simeon, songs with phrases like scattering the proud, bringing down the powerful, lifting up the lowly, filling the hungry with good things, sending the rich away empty, light to those who sit in darkness, guiding feet in the way of peace. And over and over and over again in these songs, in reference to the work of Jesus, we hear God helps in remembrance of God's mercy. God has shown mercy by the tender mercy of our God. So as we follow Jesus throughout the Gospel of Luke and in his ministry in Luke, we find one who offers healing and liberation to those struggling. And today, a story where Jesus offers insight on a life of faith through healing and through his teaching on the Sabbath. One of the commentaries I was reading, the theologian sharing about it, kind of held all this together, saying that for Luke, mercy is at the heart of what God is doing in Jesus. Mercy means compassion. 
or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Now, I don't want us to move and like picture Jesus as the punisher, um, but think of it this way. In the case of this woman, this suffering woman, Jesus could have just not noticed. That was within his power. He could have let the moment pass by and not offered a hand of healing. He could have shown no compassion. He could have shown no mercy. So holding all of that, the theme of healing, liberation, mercy at the heart of God's work in and through Jesus, holding all that with this story, a story not only in Luke that involves a healing on the Sabbath that is questioned, Kind of where I went, um, when I read through this story, a story I've heard and read before, when I, when I read through it, thinking about this first Sunday in a month-long theme about mending God's world, this is what struck me. It feels like the synagogue leader is saying that there are times when mercy is not appropriate. And he's saying it within the context of his faith, his religion. And what Jesus is so desperately trying to show and to say is that mercy, healing, and liberation, this is all the very point of Sabbath. As one theologian said, Sabbath was a joyful day of remembering Israel's release from their enslavement in Egypt. Freedom and liberation are at the heart of Sabbath worship. Maybe that then becomes our question as a people of faith, our challenge, one piece of what it is we are to wrestle with with this story. Are there times when mercy is not appropriate? If so, who gets to decide when those times are? How do we even create a rubric that helps us sift through? Should there be hard and fast rules that name the exact times and places and ways that mercy, compassion, forgiveness, healing can and should occur or not occur? Do we have any right to criticize when one chooses mercy at a time that makes us uncomfortable or maybe even angry? I have no plan to answer these questions for us. Um, just to name them, leave them with us, for this is exactly what Scripture does for us. It invites us into the questions so that we may wrestle with Jesus. I'll also add that we'll muddy the waters even more next week when our theme is mending God's world through forgiveness and Peter asked the question, how many times should I forgive? I do know this. As Christians, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we read scripture through the lens of Jesus. And Jesus highlights that laws and rules are best interpreted 
through the lens of mercy. And in this story, mercy was shown through a healing, a healing act on Jesus's part. It involved intentional seeing, intentional invitation, a close touch when he laid hands on her, the story says, a touch that could have rendered him unclean. Our Vacation Bible School theme, our theme for the month of June is Operation Restoration, Mending God's World. My hope and my prayer for you and for me is that through this month of worship, we may just maybe pick up each week a small, doable, practical piece of how we may indeed join Jesus in the work of restoration of mending God's world. Our hope and our prayer is that this is what we are passing on to our kids in Vacation Bible School, faith formation. Today we name that we do participate in mending, God, mending God's world when we offer healing. When we, as the VBS Kids Lesson says, when we help sick and hurt people, and sometimes that is as simple and as easy as seeing the one in need standing right in front of us, calling their name, offering a hand. Today we get to come to table and get a visible, tangible reminder of mercy as the work of Jesus. It's why we get to come to the table over and over and over and over again, God continues to invite us no matter what. You're invited to the table of grace no matter what. It's why we as United Methodists have an open table, for we are not the ones who get to decide who is worthy to come to this table of grace. So may we come and receive God's mercy. Come and know God's grace. Amen.